Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Welcome to an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we're diving into some of the most unusual missing person cases from the shocking disappearance of Charlie Ross to the American Dyatlov Pass disappearances. Hey there, my name is Larry Lease, and this is the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Today we're diving into Murder Monday, the bizarre case of Peter Madsen. But first we'd like to thank our sponsor, Hunt a Killer. Visit huntakiller.com for 20% off your first box. Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the length of six episodes or boxes. Each box comes with evidence, witness statements, for, um, and other materials needed to solve the crime. At the end of the series, you'll be able to catch the killer. So visit huntakiller.com and sign up today and help support this show. But let's get on. So today, our murder takes us to Denmark. Copenhagen, to be expected to be exact. And apologies, but expect me to butcher some names and places. Let's begin with Peter Madsen, who's, I guess, uh, Danish Elon Musk, if you want to compare him, compare him to somebody in the U.S. He was an entrepreneur, big into en- engineering, and a face in the media. He was in the media because he was relatively successful. He was born... January 1971 to parents Annie and Carl. He grew up on the island in New Zealand, though his home life was somewhat turbulent. His parents, well, a 36-year age gap might, but his love of rockets and all those chemistry, physics, oh my, that got him, got him excited and would stay with him the rest of his life. Peter never had a formal education. He was self-taught in pretty much everything. He would join rocket clubs and engineering groups. How he got by was basically being funded by people and organizations that saw his potential. And he wasn't necessarily a shy talker or someone who'd take the kamosh and do a later. No, he kind of followed true in a lot of his promises, and he really made a name for himself. For around 2008. 
the spring of that year, he was going to the depths of the ocean and the depths of space in May 2008. Peter co-founded Copenhagen Suborbitals, an amateur space program that built homemade rockets. And, well, as you can guess, Peter Madsen has now been scrubbed from that site, but that started getting him attention. And also in 2008, on the 3rd of May, he launched the Nautilus, which at the time was the largest privately made submarine in the world. All 58 feet over. The UC-3 Nautilus submarine had been preceded by UC-1 and UC-2. The Nautilus had been built over three years by Peter and volunteers and cost roughly 200000 American dollars to build, and it was crowdfunded. It's small enough. It's a small one. You could fit about eight people in it. <clears throat> During, you know, surface operations for when going under. Peter Madsen, by the way, wasn't. He was really a fellow for, like, material possessions, and he lived on the Nautilus for a time. But he was making a name for himself in interviews, news reports, documentaries. Peter married in 2011 a filmmaker. Her identity was never released. And in 2014, Peter left Copenhagen's suborbitals after really having an argument with the other co-founder. Peter was described as eccentric at the best of times. He also accused the other co-founder of picking his family over going to space. So he set up a new space company called Rocket Madsen Space Laboratory. <coughs> so this takes us to 2017, on the last voyage of the Nautilus. Funny enough, two years earlier in 2015, Peter said the Nautilus was cursed that there would never be peace on the Nautilus, as long as he existed. Good advice, Peter. You should have taken it. In 2017 spring, a freelance journalist named Kim Vell learned about Rocket Madsen and his exploits, and she wanted to interview him. Kim was from Sweden. She grew up in Trelborg, pretty much right on the Sweden-Denmark border. She traveled the world, writing about the things that were in it. Kim was 30 years old, graduated from the London School of Economics, and worked in Australia for the European Union. In Hon India and Hong Kong, studied at Columbia in New York, and in 2017 she'd been around the globe more than once. She wrote articles about furries, vampires, and North Korea, along with tiger poachers and voodoo, all of which are very interesting subjects. She was a rising star, and you can see how much... She might be interested in someone who not only, you know, was building their own rockets, but also built their own submarine. In 2017, she was based in both New York and Beijing, and was planning on moving to Beijing with her boyfriend, Danish designer Ole Stubb, and she was in Copenhagen visiting himself. She had tried to reach out to Peter Madsen a couple of times, but no, nothing came out of it. Her move to Beijing with a partner was approaching fast. It didn't really look like she was actually going to get that, you know, scoop. Then, on August 10th, 2017, as Kim and her partner were preparing to leave, Kim got a text. Peter said, yeah, happy to meet with you, have an interview, whatever. She went off, met him, and then not long after she texted her partner, she said, 
Peter, he offered to, offered to take me out on Nautilus. You know, I would go out to seas or whatever. She was expected to be back in only a few hours. However, she wouldn't. The goodbye party went on. Kim nodded her own. <clears throat> As darkness encroached the August night, her boyfriend began to worry that they had to leave early the next morning, and he couldn't get through to her. He even went down to the pier at... I can't even pronounce that. To see if there was any sign of her or the goddamn submarine. You'd think it'd be hard to miss like a thing of that size. Oh yeah, but that's underwater. So with no sign of Peter, Kim, or the Nautilus at 1.45 a.m., he called the police and reported Kim missing. It was about three hours later, after 4 a.m. that morning, that the airport went into the Danish... <coughs> er, that report went to the Danish Coast Guard. There could possibly have been some kind of marine accident, and so boats and helicopters started prowling the area. To the southwest of Copenhagen lies Cougar Bay. Just after 10 a.m. on the 11th of August, the Nautilus was spotted after reports going through hours earlier. Peter was in the tower, and the submarine didn't look good. It was sinking, and Peter began swimming toward a nearby boat and was taken ashore now. By this time, news had spread. Kim Val was missing. The Nautilus was at the bottom of a bay. Peter had a few questions to maybe answer. First one, where's Kim? He told the media everything's grand. His sub had a defective ballast and sunk. When Peter began swimming toward a nearby boat and was taken ashore, news had spread. I mean, Denmark ain't that big. Kim Val was missing and Anas was at the bottom of the bay. Peter had a few... <coughs> Excuse me. Peter had a few questions to answer. First, where's Kim? He told the media everything's grand. Thumbs up the lad. His sub had a defective ballast. The police also wanted to speak with Peter. They came out with a statement later that day saying he told them he had dropped Kim off along the shore and then continued along until he sunk in the Cougar Bay. He said he had dropped her off the night before around 10. They called and arrested him. They charged him that very day with involuntary manslaughter for killing Kim. They didn't have a body or anything. They just don't mess around, apparently. In Denmark, I'm sure they're used to having something rotten there, so the next day, Peter appeared in court, and his story was very different. Peter now said he admitted Kim had been killed in the Nautilus, but it was an accident, though. Peter actually loved Das Boot. He apparently would coat the hell out of it. On the submarine, he said she banged her noggin on the hatch. He accidentally dropped it on her head when she was getting in. And he panicked. He then tied a rope around her, got her out of the sub and pulled her out with a rope, got her on like the deck or whatever you call it, and buried her at sea. Ten days later, August 21st, a fellow was riding his bike around. 
between Rafsalwin and Kogabe, and along the shore he came across a human torso. A female torso had been found in the water of a Copenhagen suburb. Police haven't confirmed whether it's the body of missing Swedish journalist Kim Wall. Peter Madsen initially said he'd drop off her off alive in the Danish capital. Madsen was charged with the manslaughter of 30-year-old Wall, who'd been missing since he took her out to sea in a 17-meter submarine. On August the 10th, he denied the charges. The inventor's lawyer explained that, amongst other things, he believes that Kim Wall's relatives in particular need to know what happened, and that's why he wanted to speak about what happened on board the Nautilus. DNA confirmed it was Kim. The autopsy showed she'd been stabbed 15 times, and the charges against Peter were changed from involuntary manslaughter to plain old manslaughter a month later. Divers found inside plastic bags, Kim's head, clothing, limbs, and a saw and a knife at the end. Peter, by the way, still said, yeah, she uh, smacked her noggin and I dumped her in the ocean. Didn't kill her. Didn't cut her up. Investigators found on Peter Madsen's computer some files. You can probably guess a lot of violent pornos, uh, strangling, asphyxiation, decapitation. He was a bit of a fan of that. You still don't know what you're on about odds. Now, Peter Madsen was a regular at, like, sex fetish parties. Apparently his pickup line was, You want to see my submarine? meaning he would invite chicks all the time on board the Nautilus and set sail. He was a member of the Black Society, a BDSM group. Was a member, he was actually given the boot because he was apparently too passive. He took that personally, and on the 30th of October, Peter changed his story again. Third time's a charm? Maybe they'll believe this one by this stage. The autopsy could definitely say she had no zero, she had no injuries to the head. So his submarine hatch didn't match. He needed to, you know, revise, maybe have another draft, the second draft of his story. This time, actually, for him, he said that she died on the sub, but I think it was carbon monoxide poisoning, you know? A lot of fumes down there. This, they continued to find more of Kim's limbs in the bay, and when the Nanos was raised, investigators concluded that it had been deliberately sunk. In January 2018, Peter was charged with murder, indecent handling of a corpse, and sexual assault. It appeared that Peter, in preparation, had brought on board the submarine a saw, a knife, screwdrivers, zip ties, the works. Maybe he was thinking they'd set sail in international water. There's no law there, according to that episode of The Simpsons, the land that law forgot. He bound Kim, restraint marks were on her wrists and ankles, and stabbed her. He was then stabbed her and then either choked her or cut her throat and cut her up and dumped her. The motive was purely sexual, the prosecution said. He had enough of pulling his... <clears throat> of watching those videos and wanted to get in on that. He planned to torture and murder her with great pleasure, they said. Peter Manson went on trial in March of 2018, pleading guilty to manslaughter. Said he didn't kill her finally. <clears throat> didn't kill her, finally sticking to one of the many stories he told. He was found guilty on all counts and sentenced to life in prison. 
with the possibility of parole. Peter would later admit that he had killed Kim. That was no accident. You'd think that'd be like the end of the story, right? Because it's already batshit crazy. Inventor, entrepreneur, Danish Elon Musk goes crazy, crazy murders this up-and-coming young journalist in a submarine, of all things, and then cuts her up and dumps her body in the sea. It gets weirder. He attempted to break out of prison, and he actually got out, so I'd say he was successful. For a bit. In October 2020, he essentially fashioned a fake pistol, fake bomb belt, threatened his way out of prison. He got about five steps outside of a residential area, and, uh, and it appeared he just gave up. He was there for an hour and a half until the police determined that the fake bomb belt was fake. So he was at large for a relatively short time before he got him. He got another 21 months for that stunt. Can't invent his way out of this one. And that's the story of Kim Val. An extremely talented storyteller and journalist taken way too soon. By Peter Madsen. This was a shocking case. It still is. Denmark has a very low rate of homicide. A population of almost 6 million. About 50 murders per year. And the fact that this was a journalist. There was a submarine involved. And Peter was a recognizable name and face. Definitely added to that. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, let us know what your thoughts in the comment section below. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. And I'll see you really soon in the next one. Till then, take care. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all new episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.